Aviation Podcast is presented as entertainment, not flight instruction. Though some participants are certified flight instructors, their comments, opinions, and discussions of flying techniques are theirs alone. None of the co-hosts or guests on this podcast are acting as your flight instructor. Please consult your own CFI for guidance on your specific flight training, aeronautical knowledge, and aircraft operation. This is the Stuck Mike Avcast, an aviation podcast about learning to fly, living to fly, and loving to fly. Episode number 69, Goodbye Len Costa and Three Places to Land in Your Lifetime, coming up now on this edition of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Now, here are your co-hosts, Victoria Newville, Sean Moody, Rick Felty, Carl Valeri, and Len Costa. Hello and welcome to this edition of the Stuck Mike Gabcast. I am your host, Len Costa. Joining me on the show today are my favorite group of aviation twits. Starting first with Mr. Carl Valeri, who's actually today sitting across the table from me. Welcome, Carl. How are you? Well, I am doing wonderful, Len. After a whole day of hanging out with you, it's been wonderful, and, and we had some fun. So it's And the weather was beautiful. For us in Florida, it's kind of cold, but Len, you from Chicago, got off the plane, and he's stripping his clothes off. He's all hot and stuff. Well, it was. not everything, yeah, but that's why the TSA got involved, but that's another story. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it was Actually, it's been a wonderful day. As a matter of fact, uh, Len is is uh he's he's uh, he's very happy right now i'm looking at his eyes and they're a little bit glazed over <laughs> not quite sure why <laughs> it could be those adult beverages oh my gosh or maybe i haven't slept in a few days all the Eight hours, hours on the, beach today. the throttle i i there's been no throttle so it's no, okay no. it's a microphone you're fine yeah it's just a microphone <laughs> is there an eight hour throttle to or bottle to microphone eight feet. Eight feet. that's five hours oh, that's eight feet that's <laughs> to prevent embarrassment Oh God, we're gonna embarrass ourselves. Yeah, well, we're in trouble because we yes. <laughs> we just came from the uh, the beach bar to the podcast. So yes, we, how many beach bars did? Let them know how many beach I, bars we've been to. But this is not a show about Alcoholics Anonymous, Carl. Yes, that's true. But anyway, we've just, had a lot of fun though. Just teasing. It's been a lovely day here in Florida. Yes, I'm glad to be down here enjoying the warm weather. But uh, next, I'd like to uh, we're gonna welcome on our good friend Sean Moody. Welcome. How are you, Sean? Hey, doing all right. Uh, enjoying the. Great old Kentucky tradition of 20 degrees, 70 degrees, 20 degrees, 70 degrees. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Every day it's something different. So uh, today was uh, close to 70, so I'm enjoying that. That's a blessing. We went to, I got off the plane, it was 63 today, and I'm like, yes, this is exactly what I came here for. I like the warm weather. Dig it, dig it. Welcome, Sean. Glad to have you on today. Our uh, next aviation twit, we welcome Victoria Zyko. How are you today? I am doing good. I'm also having uh, similar strange weather patterns that Sean's experiencing, and I'm ready for winter to be over and looking forward to lots of sunshine and flying. And it is almost over. We're uh, we're coming up on some good weather here in the United States for flying, especially exactly. for us general aviation junkies. Awesome. Glad to have you here. And uh, last but most certainly not least, the next aviation twit of the day, Mr. Rick Felty. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, hello. Glad to be here. Excited for the show. And I'll say something about the weather, um, which is that it's still <laughs> winter here for sure. But, now, you know, I understand you guys recently got, you know, another massive dumping of snow in the last week or two. Certainly on north of us, yeah, where, I, I, where I, I live. Yeah, no, it, you, like you're, you know, north, you know, in, in the New Hampshire, Vermont area, a lot. 
Uh, and it's just been cold. The other night it was single digits again. So, um, well, you know, we're, but that's okay. You know, it's coming, <laughs> but, and it's been fun, but we are all, even I, the, the guy who likes winter a lot, I'm <laughs> ready to hang it up. So. <laughs> hang up the snowblower for the year, put it away. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I keep forgetting that actually you do get significantly different weather pattern, usually less snow than my folks do in New York. Yeah. Hampshire. Often. Yeah. Often we're on a line that's, that's, that determine, you know, north and north of us, it's rain. South of us, it's, it's a bunch of snow and, mm-hmm. This last one was was well north, but we got lucky. Mm-hmm. So, excellent. Well, yeah. uh, glad to have you here today. Glad to have everybody here today. And once again, I'm Len Costa. We are recording today live from. Uh, I was going to say sunny Florida, but Carl, it's like eight thirty at night. It's dark out right now, so it's no longer sunny. But yeah, I should say Rooney? delightfully, comfortably warm. Yes, uh, Florida. And this is episode sixty nine. And boy. Do we have a show for you today? So let us start with some announcements. Let's do the pre-flight. Well, Carl, tell us uh, what is your announcement. Actually, today is April 1st. Right. And today is April 1st. So while you're listening to this, you're probably also listening to me simultaneously, possibly, on the deck at Sun and Fun, because today is the first day of Sun and Fun International Flying and Expo, and it's going to be a fun one. As a matter of fact, we're going to have the Blue Angels, and they're coming up on April 4th through the 6th. So that's the big announcement. The Blue Angels are back, and uh, they are a wonderful show. They are. It's be quite quite exciting. And I've, I've seen them actually on the news doing their performance, and, and not only do we have the Blue Angels, but there's so much more to see, and there's events for every day, and there's something special every day, and and we're going to have uh, people coming in and speaking about careers. We're going to have uh, people coming in and speaking about all sorts of really cool things they've done in their aviation uh, life. The uh, the other neat thing is you're going to see like the Ford Tri-Motor, and uh, possibly I think they're going to have the F-22s coming in that time too. And, uh, of course, it's going to be two things, two big things. Number one, it's going to be 40th anniversary. Number two, of oh, Sun and Fun. And number two, it's going to be the 40th, excuse me, 20th anniversary of Sun and Fun Radio. And Dave Shellbetter, who's the person who's in charge of Sun and Fun Radio, does a really bang-up job. And, you know, it's it's one of those things that cer- there's certain things in our lives that we always look forward to. You know, it used to be like the circus when I was a kid. Now it's Sun and Fun. So it's <laughs> where I, I get to pretend like I'm a little kid again. As a matter of fact, there's a couple things that have happened since the first time I've gone to Sun and Fun uh, because it's almost uh, – was it 20 some odd years that I've been going to Sun and Fun and it's more than 20 pounds and my hair has turned a different color and I've been through <laughs> more than one marriage and I've, I've been, been through a few jobs and a few airlines so a lot of things have quite have changed over the years but uh, but a lot of really good memories that's for sure a lot of really good uh, memories at Sun and Fun you know most people mention when they go it's all about the people and it really it is. is it's about meeting those people that you see only at those air shows or at those type of expos and events. And I can't wait to see all of us or, and also all of you uh, showing up there. And if you see uh, the deck at Sun and Fun, come on over and say hi. Say hello to me or anybody else, any of the other aviation podcasters. We're going to have a wonderful time with all the podcasters. And uh, we may have a show possibly. Uh, we, it's a little late notice, but we're going to try to set up a show for, for us. And also it's going to be a night of all the aviation podcasters. To find out about Sun and Fun, go to sunandfun.org, sun-n-fun.org, and we'll have that on the show notes. Spectacular. And they have a brand new deck this year. It's not, 
It's not just uh, a larger deck in the front, but from what I understand, there is a deck in the back of the building, uh, the back of the radio, which actually wasn't there previous years, if I understand no. correctly. No, it's just, it was just stairs. It's just stairs, yeah. So there's some significant improvements going on there. So that's going to be uh, it's going to be a, a very, very exciting. So uh, very good. Thanks for thanks for sharing that announcement with us. And uh, Victoria, you had something uh, something cool to share with us too, an announcement today about an interesting uh, female aviator. And and actually, at the time that we're recording this, kind of mid shift in her uh, her adventure. But uh, do tell us exactly what's going on. Yeah, um, Women of Aviation Week uh, may be over, but you're still going to hear me talk about awesome female pilots, so deal with it. Um, On uh, March 19th, we celebrated 50 years of the first uh, female pilot to fly solo around the world. She departed on March 19th and returned on April 17th. Her name is uh, Geraldine, or Jerry Mock, and Twitter is recreating that flight. Every day they're going to be tweeting... Uh, where she was and where she landed and what she did. Um, you can find that at Fly38Charlie, Fly38Charlie. Uh, that was her end number, Flying the Spirit of uh, Saint Col- uh, of Columbus, sorry, Ohio. She's from Ohio. So definitely uh, check out the Twitter feed. Her Facebook is also Fly38Charlie. She's an amazing woman. Great to listen to. Women of Aviation Week interviewed her. Uh, you can find that on the Women of Aviation Week live stream. So Jerry Mock, awesome woman, celebrating 50 years of this remarkable flight. That's awesome. 50 years yeah. is uh, it's a quite an accomplishment. That's awesome. And, we're all and gonna, oh, yeah? I forgot to mention they're unveiling her statue in Ohio oh, on the cool. day that she lands back. So April 17th, there's going to be a, a big deal going on there. Where in Ohio specifically again? Oh, great. Put me on the spot. I believe it's near Columbus. Near Columbus. Close enough. Yeah. Ohio. It's uh, it's Ohio. It's, oh, hey. I'm from Michigan. I'm not supposed to like them. <laughs> <laughs> the great Ohio-Michigan war, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. It is Port Columbus Airport. There we go. Oh, wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you for that announcement. We look forward to uh, tagging along virtually with uh, with Miss Mock and recreating her experience. Awesome. Uh, Rick also has an announcement about one of our uh, one of our valuable listeners who also actually yeah. Rick had an opportunity to sit down with and kind of talk to about the the collegiate aviation experience has uh, a quick basically a yeah. quick announcement congratulations uh, it, it, some accomplishments here what do we got Rick exactly well you know congratulations is from from all of us uh, uh, my good friend Andrew Blanchard who we did interview on a show he's been uh, he's at Purdue uh, studying aviation and. You know, in a very compact period here, I guess in four months he passed uh, his just now passed his third check ride, um, and this was his multi-engine commercial. And so uh, I just, you know, it's great. I've just been watching his progress, and he's just cruising through it, flying an awful lot, and having a great time. and And I want to congratulate him because uh, he's doing great. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Now I think it's just uh, type, kind of type flying. You know, type ratings and different things from here on out. I'm sure there's lots to learn, but. Uh, he's still got a bunch more time there, but there, I don't think there's any more check rides. That's an impressive. I, yeah, he'll probably be a CFI sometime this mm-hmm. summer. Is the plan? Well, that's an impressive accomplishment. I mean, that's a lot of check yeah. rides and a lot of ratings to squeeze. What'd you say? Well, about four months. Yeah, yeah. three yeah. check rides in four months. Three, and so yeah. he, yeah, so good. You know, good for him. And it's he's he's uh, he's serious, <laughs> and he's having <laughs> fun too. So you know, I can't wait to follow his progress. He's uh, he's 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 a good one. Fantastic! Congratulate you, like like Rick yeah. said. Congratulations. Uh, 
Andrew. Glad to hear about your progress. Uh, of course, uh, you know our, our typical uh, show reminder about our VIP email list. Please do visit uh, stuckmikeavcast.com forward slash VIP. Sign up for that uh, for our uh, VIP list to uh, receive uh, first and foremost. You know when we get these episodes worked up, uh, Rick does a fantastic job editing and uh, putting the shows together. And then when we get them do prepared uh we we tried to push them out early actually to our vip list as a as a bonus before they are sent out to the general public that's one perk there's many others you've heard us uh, you may or may not have heard us talk about but we'll share more of those perks in the in the coming uh, coming shows now entering cruise flight and actually my really big announcement uh today is that uh i am formally hanging up my captain's hat and retiring the aviation industry and actually leaving the Stuck Mike Avcast uh, and, and moving on to a new chapter in my life to pursue some, some other ventures and life dreams and extended travel overseas. And so today's episode 69 is, uh, is um, sadly, excitedly, uh, it's going, is, is my last here today. Uh, in fact, the day that we are recording this, we are down in Florida. Um, we are recording this prior to April 1st, as a matter of fact, and I actually uh, just put in my letter of resignation with my employer. So that was kind of scary, but exciting at the same time. And um, kind of quickly just give you an idea of what's going on, but uh, for for the last probably five or six years, I've really wanted to sort of step away from um, not not that I hate aviation and not that I didn't like flying for the airlines, but it was a it was a goal that I wanted uh, when I was a child. I wanted to be an astronaut, and I've got an opportunity to go on a small airplane ride. And I decided that uh, pursuing my private pilot certificate was the next you know the next greatest thing. From there, I decided I wanted to go to college and pursue all my ratings and certificates and become an airline pilot. When I became an airline pilot, I was flying a jet, and I decided I wanted to, you know, work my way up to being a captain. Now I'm an airline captain, and I feel like, you know, I'm at the top of my world here, and I've enjoyed the experience, and I'm ready to move on to a new chapter in my life. And uh, actually, what's the uh, the kind of quick story of the plan that's going on here? But um, both my girlfriend and I have resigned our positions with our current employers that we've been with for about eight or nine years now. And we're moving overseas uh, to do some extended adventure traveling. Um, Just, you know, spending the next few years traveling around the world, seeing the different things that we wanted to see, volunteering with different organizations that uh, we want to help out with, working on other projects that we're passionate with. And, uh, you know, be that as it may, uh, I'm a I'm a person of sharing. So we actually have a new website to share our travel adventures. It's called trekaboutlife.com, and you can most certainly go there and check out. Uh, basically, follow along with our virtual adventure. We'll be your virtual tour guides around the world. And uh, Victoria was teasing us offline. She's like, "It's April first. People are going to think this is a joke." And I'm actually, um, I do not sound that way. <laughs> if I sound that way, you have to let me know. <laughs> no, you don't. Oh my god! Oh, a, ba- a bad my female impersonator. Gosh. Is, 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 
Work on me, one. Yeah, you have I've, to work on my voice. I well, I'm going to study it while I'm gone, and I'm going to come back. And <laughs> <laughs> there but, you go. Uh, no, th- yeah, I I wish it was an April Fool's joke, um, but because of my extended overseas travel, uh, it's been a very long and difficult decision actually since about late last fall of 2013, or excuse me, late last summer of 2013, uh, struggling with the decision on how to how to be a part of Stuck Mike Avcast. And with the different time zones and internet connectivity and, uh, you know, leading a business, I, I came to the realization that uh, for the benefit of you, the listener, for the benefit of the visitors, my co-hosts, um, I'm just not going to be in a position to appropriately lead. And so this announcement today is that Mr. Carl Valeri has uh, assumed control of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Of course, you know him as a co-host. He also is uh, a fantastic and prolific educator at expertaviator.com. He does talk about aviation careers at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And so, yeah, Carl, much much like the uh, CFI does the uh, verbal announcement with his flight instructor in which they um, confirm the exchange of flight controls, Mr. Carl Valeri, you have the podcast controls. I have the podcast controls. You have the controls, sir. And just like anybody else who's taking control of the aircraft, the first thing we do is assess the situation and and say to ourselves, wow, you know, now that I'm in control of this airplane, it's a little bit scary. And uh, it's like the first time that you solo. And uh, it's a little bit sad, too, to see, uh, to see Len moving on. But uh, one part of, you know, like I do with Aviation Careers podcast, there's a time to move forward. And uh, there's a time when you realize it's it's the next step in life, and uh, this is a, a really important step for Len. I know Len and I have been talking about this for, gosh, m- for quite some time. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we're throwing things off a little bit of course here, and Len had prepared this show. But uh, there's a little bit of uh, this is your life, Len, and uh, a lot of people have asked me in emails that I've gotten recently, and Len doesn't know this is coming, so we're we're <laughs> we're throwing this as a surprise out Uh-oh. to him, and. <laughs> Everybody's been asking me lately, you know, how in the world did you and Len get started with this? So we're going to try to test Len's memory here. And how did Carl and, and Len get together? And, and it goes back to a day, and I, I remember this. It was the first day that we actually flew together. That's correct. And uh, I was actually the captain. You were first officer. That's correct. And I'll never forget the flight attendant that we flew with. He was a, a, an excellent, an amazing gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was so much fun, Jimmy. And Jimmy, and and he was he actually, uh, he, and he said something that that I thought was apropos for this moment, and he said to me, he says, you know, I I really feel just comfortable, and it's great to see two people that know what they're doing up there, mm-hmm. and I feel very comfortable as a flight attendant flying with you guys, and that that speaks volumes to to Len and uh, the fact that he was actually you were really new. Uh, yeah, we started been there off. a year or two. I yeah, think. yeah, and he he was uh, was doing some wonderful landings, of course, because Len is a good stick, also, and uh, that can that's something that I think everybody can say about Len and his flying is that he's he's thorough, and I'm sure he's not going to let the flying end in his life. It's just going in a new direction is where it's going. But uh, but on the on a lighter side, though, Len and I actually flew together a few times, and this is way before the podcast. Yeah, we did, we did. Started. And I, I remember that actually uh, a night in uh, Canada where we went out to, uh, what was that, Queen Street in Toronto, I think, or whatever city that was. Uh-huh. And we had a wonderful evening. And Len and I, it was, it was probably the first time I've ever on an overnight gotten thrown out of a bar. 
And uh, we had we had a blast. And I remember that was that we, you. It was me. <laughs> See, I knew you'd remember. And Len, I'll never remember forget coaching you back to the hotel room. What Len got in an argument with another flight attendant, or or not a spirited discussion, I guess it was. And and, and I actually knew her very and, well. Oh, yes, uh, yeah. And I so, spoke with her yeah. recently, as a matter of fact. I, I spoke with her, and she laughed when I brought up this whole conversation. We're going back how many years now oh. since that flight? It was easily uh, six, six or at something. least six years. And uh, she says, you know, we were all in jest when we were talking, but we wound up making so much fools out of ourselves <laughs> that evening. And, and later that night, I don't know if you remember this, wearing a street sign. Wearing do you remember? Street yes. Sign. Do you remember the sign that we and, and I said, Len, you got to put that back. <laughs> he doesn't remember that. Oh, part. boy. So this is your life. Len. And, and <laughs> Len has had. And, but but this is indicative of what Len's like. He likes to go out and be serious when he's flying, but he also likes to go out and have a lot of fun. So I think with this new venture, we're going to see a serious side, but we're also going to see some wonderful, fun and amazing stories on, on his new adventure here. But, uh, you know, it's interesting seeing from that point, you know, when we first started flying and and moving on to just seeing you move to up to captain and, and moving forward with mm-hmm. your career. And, and then all of a sudden, one day coming up to me and say, hey, Carl, you know, I got this idea. And it was about this podcast. And he said, you know, I, I think we could do this. This sounds like a lot of fun. We can take Expert Aviator and all these things that you're doing with your, your blog and teaching. And actually, I didn't realize how much my life would change after I said yes to this <laughs> idea. And uh, it took me all away from the blogging, actually, and from doing as much teaching. I didn't get to blog quite as much. But it put it me in a new direction of, of being able to reach more people mm-hmm. and speaking to them. And actually, uh, through this podcast and everything else in life that I've done on the air or also through podcasting, it really has enabled us to, to reach a lot more people than I thought I ever would. And so it totally has changed my life. And I want to say thanks for actually inviting me to do this because uh, how I would never have thought that I would be here now having a couple different podcasts, especially Stuck Mike Avcast, which I think is one of the best ones out there because it's, it's fun to listen to. It's entertaining, but it's also very educational. And, uh, and I just love that you brought all these different co-hosts from all these different backgrounds together. Mm-hmm. And that all, each one of them with, with Rick and Victoria and Sean, everybody, and even some of the co-hosts we've had in the past have been able to, to contribute so much to this. And, and we've had our trials. I mean, we've had the trials of, you know, how do we get a, a live podcast going at Sun and Fun? And, and then I remember the night where they, he said, hey, do you want to do a podcast, a live show, Dave Shellbetter? And we said, sure, let's do it. And we wound up having the longest podcast ever on Sun and Fun Radio with a two-hour long podcast. And, uh, and then there was, there was times when it was, a, it, was, it was a challenge, I think, and we still have those challenges. You know, what do we do next? Where do we go from here? What's our focus? What are, what's going to happen? And, uh, and that's where I think you, I've seen you in your life through your aviation and it's progressed. I don't, I don't think Len will ever get away from aviation. I've, I've seen this before and I think it'll be true in your life is that you're not going to see yourself uh, move away from you know, aviation. Your passion for aviation will, will not change. It'll just be directed differently. We're hoping to hear from the field uh, yes. not only your travels, but I also want to at some point, if you could, if you could find airports, airplanes, whatever, if you could take pictures, talk about it, and go mm-hmm. visit, I'd really, really appreciate that. So that that's kind of in a nutshell where Len Len's taught me a lot about aviation. He's done some things that are are, are pretty kooky that I I probably never would have done, and uh, that's what's been great. The Len and Carl show is not going to be on as much anymore, but we're gonna we're gonna try to do it over the virtual airways, and you never know. 
Uh, we've talked about maybe meeting at the Dubai Air Show. Well, that might just it's happen. More, it's more likely now. It's more likely now it's that it actually, <laughs> actually happens. So, yes, it's, it's great to take over this, the controls of, the, of this aircraft. And, um, you know, I'm kind of new at this, uh, not the podcasting, but the actual controls of the stuck mic avcast. And just like any other airplane, it's an airplane, but they're all different to fly. So I'm going to find this is going to be a little bit different to fly this one. It's going to be exciting and challenging. But the great thing is we have some terrific co-hosts, and uh, and Len has done a great job putting all those together, and I thank him so much for that. We're gonna we're definitely gonna miss Len, but we're really gonna be listening for him and and what he's doing on in his travels uh, throughout the world. So you better keep in touch, and I, I know you will. I will. I certainly will. I actually one of the things that I was looking forward to was you know, experiencing different aviate not just you know different cultures, but also different aviation cultures, and uh, I. I do hope to do somewhere down the road some reporting from in the field and at least be able to to bring some things back from a you know a U.S. pilot's uh, CFI ex uh, early retired aviation or uh, you know airline pilot's perspective and just kind of report back. So I do hope that those opportunities uh, come across in the future and I, l- I look forward to them. I most certainly look forward to them. So here you are, you stand at the precipice of this cliff and you're about to jump off with your parachute. <laughs> What's it feel like? Um, it feels like that uh, when I put my letter of resignation in today at my employer that I took the parachute off. That's what it feels like. Wow. I'm not really sure what the ending is going to look like, but I'm excited to find out. Well, let's hope it turns into a flying suit on the way down and it's a smooth <laughs> landing. I sure, I sure hope so. And I, and like I said, we're, we're, you know, Len's never going to be going away because you'll be hearing him on podcasts and you'll hear him every so often here. But uh, this, this is going to be a, a huge, huge change for all of us and for me too. And, uh, you know, the, the life that Len is, has breathed into this podcast, it's, it's going to continue in a, in a different manner because uh, I've learned a lot from him. But, you know, Len, uh, it, it's, it's a big jump. Uh, it's also something that I, I think may have had a little bit of, of doing from all the adventures I've had. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know I've shared a few times that I've you know, lived in a motorhome, lived on an island in the Bahamas, and, and I've traveled all over the place. And I know there's somebody else doing that right now, running around in a motorhome. So maybe the next adventure might be that motorhome around the world. You never there's know. A, there's a few. There's <laughs> a few. There's some world travel. There's some motorhoming, maybe sailing and flying around the world. There's a, there's a few items on this here bucket list that I intend to cross off. Well, the, before we get on with the topics, I think the, the best one you came up with is the one where you're going to ha- get a motorhome and you're going to pull a... An Icon A5 with foldable wings on my trailer behind my RV and just drive around the country and uh, from, from north to south. And so, and, you know, enjoy the northern part of the United States during the summertime and then spend my uh, wintertime down in the southern part of the United States. But as I mentioned, having the uh, Icon A5 in tow behind the RV, um, uh, as, as a matter of fact, Icon, if you're listening, uh, call me in a couple of years. We'll put this together. I would love for you to, to loan me this aircraft and uh, I'll go around and demo, demo it for you and, 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 and find customers for you. But yeah, I think that would be exciting. You know, have an airplane behind an RV, live on the road. You don't have to go to the airport. You just pull up. On you know, unhitch the airplane. Something like an icon, where it's amphibious, plus it's also land-based. It really opens up your opportunities for flight experiences, and uh, that's um, that's that is. It's actually on the bucket list. In fact, I've talked about it 
uh, with uh, Larry Overstreet uh, and John Kessinger of Midwest Flight Lines before at breakfast. And uh, it's something that Larry Larry's like, great, so when are you going to do it? I'm like, well, you know, probably not to anytime too soon, but somewhere in the future one day. It's, it's, it's an idea. It's an idea. Well, and you know, there's a reason I brought that up, and I wanted you to share that with us, because all of us that are here today and also you that are listening – we have goals and we have dreams about what we want to do with aviation. And if you notice something when, when Lim was describing that, he had very specific things that he, he wanted to do. And he put a picture in his mind as to where he wanted to go with this. You know, if you have a dream of flying a certain airplane and you have a dream of flying at all, what you need to do is just envision it. But, but also start moving forward with it, just like Len has done. He's thought about moving forward with that dream of having an RV and pulling it, but also this incredible dream of traveling around the world. And that's a great example for all of us, uh, that we should put our dreams out there, get a definitive goal, have it in your mind, dream about it, but then you know, start doing something with that. You know, it's, it's good to have your castles in the sky, but it's time to actually build your foundation on Earth so that you can build up towards those castles in the sky. Henry David Thoreau. I mean, it's actually, I think it's a terrific thing that you've done, and, and you've actually been a good example of that. Thank you. Um, but moving right along, I, I, I know I, I threw you for a loop there, Len. And, <laughs> uh, it, it's nice to, to actually see somebody doing something very exciting. Um, getting on to actually the main topic of our show, it, it's, it's similar to what we were just talking about and having dreams and thoughts about things we want to do. And we're going to talk a little bit about something. But before we do that, let's talk a, a little bit about our sponsors and also a shout-out to Aviation Universe. Uh, Aviation Universe, it's an interesting thing I found out. Uh, as some of you know, March 17th was my birthday, St. Paddy's Day, uh, Luck of the Irish, and uh, one of the people at Aviation Universe, which is this incredible shop and uh, up in Chicago, which I haven't been to yet. But what's really cool is if you have a layover, you can actually go visit that. And now that we're having layovers near there, we're going to actually wind up going to that shop, maybe even together before I head off. And uh, Laura was her name? Laura, yeah. In fact, uh, they have told folks, and they do say, you know, tell people openly that uh, if time permits and you are at the O'Hare airport, they, uh, again, if time permits, will will come over to the airport and pick you up and bring you over to the store and allow you to browse shop around, experience the store, which is something I actually haven't found before. So they, you know, they're, they're very willing uh, to share their experience with you. That's really cool. I guess we have to find out how, how far is it from the airport? That it's, it's, it's on airport property. If you go to the southwest corner of the O'Hare property, that's Bensonville, and they're, they're pretty much right there on the corner. And, of course, they're uh, sponsors of this uh, podcast. And to find more information about them, please visit at stuckmikeavcast.com slash aviationuniverse. Again, it's stuckmikeavcast.com, aviationuniverse. And uh, mention you, uh, you heard, us, heard about them through the podcast. It's been really cool because uh, somebody we know actually showed up at the store. <laughs> actually, yeah. One of our listeners just tweeted out the other day that he had some downtime. Um, he was at the O'Hare Airport, and I assume... He was on his way back to Texas, if I recall correctly. I'm not sure if that's where he was going, but I do know he originally hails from Texas. And uh, he sent a tweet out that he was hanging out at the store, checking things out, and he wouldn't have known about it except from hearing about it on our podcast. And then uh, I guess he enjoyed some time in in their uh, PCATD that they have there and was flying around in the flight simulator and uh, sent some photos. And I 
jokingly teased them that we should get together and have a landing competition. <laughs> so I don't know who's going to win that one, but uh, yeah, it's just you know, it's a great it's a great store to check out. Awesome, and uh, you know, moving on to our our main topic this evening, we were going to discuss a little bit about uh, something again, uh, some dreams in our lives as to where we want to land. Uh, I talked about this before, and uh, you know, I've I've always sat there and thought about all these airports that have been flying over and said to myself, God, I'd love to land there. I'd love to land there. But one thing I'd like to do is hear from, from you. If you want, if you have an airport that you've always wanted to land at, you know, let us know. Go to stuckmikeavcast.com slash contact and, and let us know what your dreams are or some really cool airports you've landed in. Uh, so we're going to, what I, I said I wanted to do tonight, and I've had this in the back of my mind. And since again, we're, we're, going off of Len's dream and moving forward with his goals is coming up with three airports. Think about this. You think about it too while you're listening is what are three airports that you would love to go to, absolutely love to go to, or in some place in the world possibly, may not be definitively an actual airport, but some some area. Before we get started though, I, I, I had one on my list, but I actually have to scratch it off as of this week. And uh, I've always wanted to go to South America and actually was able to land down in Peru. Uh, just recently went down to Lima, Peru, and had a whole bunch of firsts for me. I flew over Nicaragua and Panama, Colombia, and Ecuador, and then over uh, Cuba, Jamaica, and I got to fly over all those countries in one day, and that was a lot of fun just flying down to to Central America and uh, and also down to South America. So I kind of scratched that off the list, so now I'm going to take some time to figure out what the other one's going to be now that I can put on that list, but I do have some that that are there. But to to start us off with uh, three different airports, let's Len. Len, what are three airports that you want to go to or have dreamed of going to? Sure, three uh, three airports. I think we'll start first with one that's been on my list for quite some time. In uh, 2012, I spent uh, a good portion of the year in Central Coast California, and during that time became aware, uh, well, I've actually always kind of known that this particular destination existed, but at the time I was spending uh, in Central Coast, became aware of its relative close proximity to where I was, and that is Catalina. I've always wanted to go to Catalina, and I never did have the uh, opportunity to make it out there, I, I spent a, you know, I spent a day calling around different FBOs and flight schools and trying to find out what the checkout requirements were and the costs were related to, uh, you know, having the opportunity to rent an aircraft. And because my time in Central Coast was so limited, the costs really outweighed, uh, if you will, the benefit of trying to go down there. So, I have yet to strike that one off my list, but it is still there. In fact, I've done some research. As far as I recall, it's kind of, uh, I don't want to call it like a one-way airport, but it is slightly sloped. It's kind of a smaller runway. It's on the top of a mountain. Uh, you land there. You have to get a taxi to essentially go from the top of the mountain down to the bottom, and that's pretty much where life is. The uh, the yacht clubs where all the sailboats come in, where the little town, you know, where the town is, and, and kind of where everything happens. And you know, if if I don't ever fly in there, I would wish to sail into Catalina and experience it from you know from that perspective. But Catalina's been you know first and foremost for many years, and I think I think because of the friends that I've had that have sailed there, as a matter of fact. Um, 
So Catalina it is. My uh, my second one, and I didn't even really, I've heard this name pronounced before, and then I started looking it up, and I didn't really know where it was and what it was, but it is, uh, it's the Seychelles, which is a particular island, and if I recall correctly, it's off the coast of Africa, the east coast of Africa. It's, uh, I think it's a little bit more of a high dollar tourist area, but it's just absolutely stunning. You're talking about um, fantastic views and water, uh, you know, beautifully clear water. And uh, it's, a, it's a big resort community, but the Seychelles is one place. In fact, I had a, we had an instructor at the airline who used to fly charter out of Brazil, and they would go there a lot. And uh, he, he was telling some stories about just how amazing it was. And I was like, you know what? I think I would like to go to the Seychelles. But beyond the Seychelles... Uh, my number three, and this one is probably, in fact, I probably should have ordered it of least to most favorite, but I think the one that I'm probably most excited about is this one, number three. This one is a uh, small chain of islands. Um, I actually found a job here flying, I think it was turbine otters on floats. And this is the Maldives. In fact, I remember when we had John Ponce on the show was talking about getting a job at the down there flying the the float plane in the Maldives, and I immediately associated with that because it was like, you know, I didn't really know much about it, but if you if you pause the show right now and you go and Google and you 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 type in Maldives or Maldives airline or Maldives seaplane, you'll see pictures. They have pictures of like the entire fleet of turbine otters on floats sitting in front of this island, it's got to be like a dozen, dozen and a half airplanes just sitting out there in this beautifully blue water, just, you know, docked, you know, a few feet from from the beach. And you just look at it and you get chills and you're like, yes, that's a dream right there. In fact, in in these travels, I may end up in the Maldives flying a seaplane for, uh, you know, for, for such a venture. But those are, yeah, those are my three. Those are my top three. Um, Catalina, a place that I've always wanted to go to that I was so close in my clutches when I was in California. The uh, Seychelles, which I didn't know existed till I heard uh, a, a associate of mine at the airlines speaking about it. And the Maldives, thanks to the stunning photos online. As silly as that may seem, the photos, they sold me. They sold me. But uh, yeah, those are my, those are my three, Carl. Those are cool. I mean, that that sounds like a lot of fun, too, going down the Maldives. As a matter of fact, I think the Len Costa Airlines is going to be starting there in the next four mm-hmm. years or so. We're going to see Len out there on a, on some Twin Otters or or just, uh, you know, who knows, even a Super Cub bringing some folks around doing a little bit of fishing out there. So Could be. Look forward to seeing that with the, you know, the icon possibly. We'll see you there. But uh, so those are your three. Those are pretty wonderful. Moving on, uh, Victoria. Victoria, you had uh, three airports that you've always wanted to fly to. Yeah, um, my first one is kind of funny. It's um, I just want it for the experience on final, which might be a little distracting. It's that airport in St. Martin where they go right over the beach and a lot of people get like blown into the water sometimes when the jet's so low. <laughs> and I, I just want to land there. I don't care in what or maybe even be on the beach just to get a look at that experience and uh, see it close it is to all the people sunbathing and then a jet flies you know right yeah, over you that's cool 
Yeah. So uh, that's that's the one just because it would be weird. And then I think many people have this dream uh, to fly in Alaska. And while I'd love to fly in Alaska in anything, my dream would be to do it in a seaplane. And I'd love to just um, hop between little lakes and stuff and really get to see uh, Alaska from the air and um, maybe even fish off of the floats. And then number three, number three was a hard one because there's a lot of places I'd like to go around the world, but number three would be any backcountry uh, strip out in the West. And I'd love to just take a cub and land and camp and find new cool places and meet new people landing at random small airports that, uh, you know, with big tundra tires and things like that. Well, that's pretty cool. That'd be that'd be a lot of fun. That, as a matter of fact, the airport in Saint Martin that is really cool. The first time I ever landed there, I was like, "Wow, this is." Oh, neat. you did it! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And actually, taking off is kind of funny because you you look out your window and you wave at the people getting ready to for you to you know have all your jet blasts blow them away. It's uh, it is it, it's it's beautiful to see. It's gorgeous on the way in, and and when you first do it, it's it's a bit distracting. Uh, but it is it, it's gorgeous. I it would be. Oh like, yeah. Oh, nice bikini. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's interesting on the takeoff too. That's that's really exciting because you actually go through these two little mountain peaks, and you have to kind of turn and make sure you go through those two because uh, with our engine out procedures uh, in an airliner, of course, you, that's where you have to be because you don't have much room uh, either side because there's a big hill in front of you. Uh, there's some really cool videos on on YouTube, so that is an awesome awesome idea. And any backwoods country. Uh, strip is really a neat thing to do. There's the Recreational Aircraft uh, Association that's out there, and they have some yes. really neat uh, backwoods uh, country airports. We'll have to put a link to that uh, yeah. stuck my gav cask. Definitely uh, anywhere you can just pop up your tent. Uh, that's awesome. It, and instead of having an air show, just you know, going to an air show and popping a tent, go out in the middle of the woods and pop up a tent and exactly. big tundra tires. That That is, I think, a dream of many, many people. Many people. Someday. Well, those, those are awesome, Vic. I, I like Thank those. I like those. Um, let's see. Who's in the, Oh, Sean. Sean had some really cool ones. I, I think uh, Sean gets to see a lot of really neat airports in the news and all on the desk, and I'm sure he's got some, some neat ideas as far as where he wants to go and his dreams of different airports he wants to fly to. Absolutely. Uh, one of them, um, and, and uh, Maho Beach was definitely on my list, too. Matter of fact, I saw a video, that I, one that I'd not seen one like before of uh, a takeoff. I've seen a, a bunch of landings there, but I don't know, Carl, you said you've been in and out. Is it common for uh, airliners to take off toward the beach or no? Because uh, I saw a video of one taking off over the beach and I'd never seen I mean, that before. Yeah, going, oh, going out. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's normally the other way, but it's not common. It's normally the other way, but yes, they do take off that way. Uh, That'd be a heck of a it, Yeah, you actually you see it every so often. It's, uh, but usually you, they do land them the other way uh, on the way in. And, uh, mm-hmm. and of course, you got to get off the runway because there's not much taxiways there. And mm-hmm. what's really interesting, too, about that airport is they close the airport sometimes because there's not enough room on the taxiways. I've actually seen huh. corporate – as a matter of fact, they give priority to the airlines first. And I've, uh, I was on the radio coming in one day, and uh, they told another corporate aircraft that they can't land because there's not enough room on the tarmac, so they had to go up to San Juan or something like that. But oh, yeah, wow. that is a, it's, it is a neat little place to go into. I have to go back down there. It's it's it looks like a I never overnighted there. But the, what was that name of that beach again? I can't remember. It's the beach. A Maho Beach. Maho I assume beach. it's Ma. I assume that's how it's pronounced. I've only ever seen it typed. I've never actually heard anybody say it. But I assume it's Maho. 
M-A-H-O. Mayo There's that little Maho. bar there that everybody talks yeah. about. I'd love to go there. That's cool, man. But uh, but my three, um, St. Bart's, another one down there in the uh, Caribbean. I've always seen really cool videos of uh, landing at that one. It's It looks wild. You know, these airplanes have to dive down a hillside and then, you know, I guess not pick up too much airspeed because right at the bottom of that hill is the runway and then just beyond that is a bay. Um, and so that would be an interesting approach. And, of course, once you get down there, the uh, locale isn't too bad. Um, the visual into LaGuardia I always thought would be cool. Um, flying over Manhattan, seeing the skyline, all that kind of thing. Uh, New York's my, my favorite city in the world. And uh, I've never had the chance to really take it in from the air. Um, so that would be a cool one. And then I'm a huge fan of One Six Right, the uh, the aviation documentary, and uh, those beautiful shots of Van Nuys Airport and the uh, the yellow cub coming in for a landing. And so I'd like to recreate that uh, that shot one day, uh, landing there at One Six Right at Van Nuys. So those are my three. And then Catalina uh, looks amazing as well. And Van Nuys Airport that looks pretty cool. But that <laughs> that visual to uh, LaGuardia is is absolutely stunning. I I've uh, done it a few times at night. And it's uh, it's gorgeous if you if you get a clear night with nobody around. I landed there on Thanksgiving one night, and uh, actually, some, there's a, a RNAV type of visual approach. You can actually let the airplane fly you all the way in to just about 800 feet or 600 feet above the ground. It's it's pretty exciting, um, but it's just just beautiful to see it. There's one that goes actually up the river, and then you hang a right. That's, that's cool. Is that the one you? I think that's the only time I did a visual. Hey, Len. Mike. I'm not sure your mic's on. Well, hello. Gosh. I mean, I'm hearing you. We heard you. I'm figuring, you know, this is all new Chris. to me. You know, it's <laughs> episode 69, and I'm still figuring it, actually, it out. It actually worked because it felt like you were kicking back, legs up, drinking a, drinking a brew. <laughs> but I'll, I'll restart real quick from a clearer perspective. The uh, yeah, the, I think it was the one time that I did a visual approach into uh, LaGuardia. It was it, This was nighttime, and we were on with... Uh, we're on with uh, New York Approach, and they said exactly what you were talking about, Carl, and this was really cool. They said, head to the lady and then proceed up the river. And I was like, head to the lady? <laughs> and like those were the, that was the terminology. And it, I don't want to say it was non-standard, but it wasn't like aim for the Statue of Liberty and then, you know, go up to, you know, make a turn up the river. But he was like, head for the lady and, and, then, and then up the river. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I could, I could do that. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was really cool. So you saw the Statue of Liberty, and then you flew up the Hudson River, and then we made this big, you know, sort of right-hand turn into, um, it was more of like a, just a continuous right-hand turn into final for, for the, uh, more, you know, southerly runway. I can't remember what the number is there, but it's, it's cool. It's definitely cool, because I've always been just flying in and out of Newark, New Jersey. So you're talking about, just a couple of miles across the street, but you know, flying up the Hudson and doing that whole procedure from that perspective was really cool. In fact, if anybody ever gets the opportunity to go fly the Hudson corridor, especially at night, it's stunning. Okay, okay that was my third one, but I'll just say it in a minute. <laughs> I know it's not a landing, but I actually did want to say that that would be one of the things I I yeah. want to do. Hope it's not in, in a GA it's, plane. It's stunning. I did it in a Piper. Oh, it was a low-winged Piper. This was like one I was brand new, student pilot. We did it in a low-winged Piper. We did it really late at night. We left New Hampshire, and uh, we did it really late at night, and we were going down to New York, and we hit like a snow squall kind of in between New Hampshire and New York. 
Um, and it was, it was good. It was the snow and the cloud deck was above us and we weren't accumulating any, uh, you know, any snow or ice on the aircraft, but we proceeded through and then we shot down the Hudson river and we landed at JFK. And the idea was if you land at JFK airport after 10 PM, the landing fee is like, goes from 125 us dollars down to like 25 us dollars. So we did this like late night cross country, this just like crazy, me and my instructor, yeah, let's totally go do this. And then we get to JFK. We probably spent 40 minutes taxiing the horseshoe and JFK to get from where we landed to the FBO and back again uh, after we paid the fee. But the HUD, yeah, Rick, the Hudson River corridor. And like I said, especially at night when the lights are going and you're, you know, you're just, Part of it is they're telling you to head just it's like the opposite direction of head to the proceed to the lady and up the river. It's like, you know, you're going to go to this bridge and you go to that bridge. And then he's like, you know, proceed to the proceed to the Veranzano. And then I want you to come down to 500 feet AGL and head over Coney Island. And I'm like, I don't know where the heck any of this stuff is. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you got to be prepared. Uh, Rick, yeah. you got to be prepared for the visual checkpoints. That's all I'm going to say to you. Well, I always assumed that if I, you know, I did it, I would do it with someone who'd done it. The, the first time would be worth it to have somebody, you know, with me. Oh, definitely. Just so you can look out the window and say, hey, you got the controls. Let me take a look <laughs> out here. <laughs> Make I'm sure there are a pilot, though, before you do that. Yeah, exactly. So, Sean, that was, uh, let's see, that was the three that you had there. You had the, yep, that was cool. That was awesome. The uh, and, and, you know, it's interesting, that visual approach into LaGuardia. There's so many different types of visuals. <laughs> and uh, so you go from the east to the west and from the north and the south. And from all different directions, you some, see some really cool, cool things. But I think doing the visual approach over the city at night, no matter what you're doing, if you're, if you're doing the corridor, it's so amazing to watch all the avenues and streets just pass by. And all of a sudden you see something new and they go away and they see something new again. Hmm. Away. Just just fantastic sean you gotta definitely do it one day one day some of the some of the most fun flying i ever had was i always looked forward to when we were going back to new york because it was just so stunning you never that that's like a view that day night any time of year any time of day never gets old it's always mesmerizing it's always stunning and i always loved it always loved it well that's awesome and and i guess rick since you've You've already started in uh, the three yeah. airports. We started with number one, and I guess that was down, sure. the, down the river. Let's start with uh, your well, three. Yeah, the uh, well, the other the other one that is one that Len will, would know, which is I'd love to land at Alton Bay <laughs> at the ice runway, mm-hmm. um, and just because that's a for those of you who don't know that's a that's a uh, winter only uh, cold winter only uh, airport that pops up on Lake Winnipesaukee in uh, New Hampshire, right? And uh, um, you know, it just looks great, and I've seen I've seen a lot of videos of people doing it, and uh, it looks it looks like a cool experience and one that you know I've never I've never had. I mean, I've had there's a lot of you know there's a lot of nice flying here in New England and some cool uh, approaches. I mean, I'll, I guess I could throw a third one. This is just local, but I I still haven't gone out to Provincetown, which is a nice right on the end of Cape Cod, the very tip um, uh, airport. I, I've been there as a passenger with someone in the right seat, but I've not landed there myself. So I just threw that one in. Um, but, but yeah, the, the ice one would be great. And then the other one that, that would be new given that I'm, that I'm, uh, so East coast sea level, uh, that I've sort of been interested <laughs> in uh, because it's beautiful is Sedona. Um, ah. it just looks, it just looks amazing it, being on the, on the, on that Mesa that it's on. So there's, 
you know, these huge drop-offs all around and mountains, you know, everywhere. And, um, you know, and so a little bit, a little, a small amount of altitude flying, you know, given, I think it's at like 5,000 feet or something. Um, because for me, it's, it's all sea level for the most part. That's where my experience is. So that would be, I think that's a, a pretty place. I've seen it enough other people landing there that I'd like to try that one. So it's uh, you know, mine are a little more modest in the sense that they're just stuff I'd like to try, but I think those would all be fun. Yeah, gosh, they're they're definitely sound like fun. Actually, I think mine are even more modest than that. Uh, the the little landing strips that I want to go to are just not too far from here. Um, you know, I guess that's uh, you're talking about little islands and and little places to go to. When the Cedar Key Airport is just north of me, and that's uh, that's one mm. that I've always wanted to go to, and that little little island airport. But mm, cool. you know, that's that's an awesome one. But you had another one, I think, Rick. You had a fourth one, I think. Or no, no I, I threw it out there, Provincetown, yeah, yeah, I mean, the, and then the corridor. I mean, I thought I, I was going to say that was one of my three, and even though that's not a landing. I was going to say that was uh, well, landing. it's a landing for <laughs> it's been a landing for some pilots who've done a very good job of saving everybody in their planes, but yeah. not uh, not that kind of landing. It's interesting how many have gone down in the. Actually, one of the planes I flew actually landed in the Hudson River many years ago. I did a checkout in a little Piper and. The uh, gentleman that flew it a uh, week after me forgot to put uh, enough fuel in it and floated fairly well for a while. Nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But, uh, Did he earn his seaplane rating? I, I think he got one landing in for that's his good. certification. Well, that's true, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> didn't get him takeoff. Well, that, that's that's pretty cool, Rick. Actually, you know, leading into that, like I said, with the the islands, very. Uh, if you talk to somebody here in Florida about Cedar Key, they they probably look at me like I had three heads. You've never gone to Cedar Key, and I, I just realized I I looked at my logbook. I was trying to figure out if I actually landed there, but it's this airport where they have this incredible art community uh, in the town of Cedar Key. And when you land, you can listen on the uh, Unicom, and you can talk to the cab driver. And say, hey, I'm coming in. I need a I need a ride to town, and they actually will come to the airport and pick you up. So I thought that would be awesome to see that. So just a little coastal community, just real laid back. It's it's like a small version, a really small version of of Key West down there. You know, the the other one that I've always dreamed about. This is going to sound really silly, but I there's a little island, and Len, I think I talked to you about this. There's a little island out here. And we saw it today. It's called Egmont Key. It's the ma- at the mouth of Tampa Bay. And a lot of people, if you see me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, I put put out pictures of being at the beach, and I go out there with my boat, you know, and the boat that I'm in a boat club with, and uh, we hang out there all the time. And I thought the coolest thing would be to go to this really pristine, you know, powdery white sand beach, and instead of pulling up in the boat, pull up in a little seaplane, actually a, a sea ray, and then just step out of my airplane, go to the beach for a while, and just zip out there and go to a local airport and go home. But I think that would be so cool to just, instead of actually taking the boat and taking a long time to get there, take a seaplane and just land, pull up to the beach. And, you know, honestly, it doesn't have to be just Egmont Key. It can be anywhere. But in my mind, that's one of the ones I always see. Uh, the other one that is totally out of, well, you know, I say it's out of reach. I shouldn't say that because uh, there's always possibilities. Is McMurdo Station. Uh, McMurdo Bay <laughs> is uh, down in... In uh, the near the South Pole, it's in yeah. Antarctica, and uh, my wow. wife actually has landed there three times, and I have never landed there. But she was a passenger actually; she was stationed there three times uh, with the Navy. But that was, i don't know—have you seen some pictures of that, uh, Rick? You, you sound like you knew a little bit about it, but it's actually phenomenal. There's oh yeah, no, I mean I haven't I haven't seen necessarily the runway, but I'm aware of the location. Um, 
I know a there's few people probably, landed there, but go ahead. Yeah, there's probably there's times of year where that's good, and there's times of year where, right? Isn't that the place they can well, get into for a while, and then they don't? Yeah, there's it's really hard to get into, and there's two different runways they have. They have the, the actual paved strip, and also they have the ice strip, and it they do have times of year that it's almost impossible to get in there. And uh, it really is. I mean, just think about it. They, they've had problems trying to get people out of there. And right. when you're there, you're on your own. It's, uh, there's a point of no return on your way down there. Uh, it's just, right. I guess, kind of like what we do when we fly over the Atlantic or Pacific. But gosh, it, it, it's, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> it looks kind of <laughs> scary. And I, I think about it, I say to myself, you know, do I really want to go down there? They actually have, do you know there's flights that actually go down there uh, that you can actually circle over? Uh, the South Pole, and you can circle over McMurdo and Antarctica. And wow. It's kind of an expensive trip. As a matter of fact, that's uh, one thing we mentioned when we were at a penguin exhibit. The lady was like, wow, you know a lot about penguins. She was talking to my wife. and She says, yeah, I was stationed there. She says, wow, that was expensive. She goes, actually, I got paid to be there. You know, I was in the military. And now if you're not with a group or an organization, it is quite expensive to go down, but not impossible. So you never know. You might hear about me landing. Instead of Alaska, I'm going for... Antarctica, so that'd be a kind of a neat thing to nice. do. Nice. So those Ooh. are those are my my three ones, and 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 I think part of it has to do with with all the stories I heard from from my wife when she actually landed there, and you know when she got out of the aircraft, you know they have those goggles on, and it's so cold that the goggles just popped out of, uh, you know, out of their frames, and she had a camera and started taking a picture of something, and the the camera lens actually cracked. Because wow. it's so it froze, you know, all of a sudden going from the warm inside to the outside. And, you know, they wear these survivor suits when they go down there. Just it, It's fascinating. And, and just it's fascinating and scary at the same time. And, uh, you know, you're really, you know, you look at island living and you're really, really on an island out there. I mean, everything has to be brought in or they have to grow things down there. But uh, they, 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 it's, it's just they've it's had a lot of it in the news lately. And you, you saw how hard it was to get some of those folks out of there. And you would think they could just fly in and uh, pick some of these folks up that got stuck out there on the ice, but you know, in a helicopter. But think about how cold it is. You know, where the yeah. you know the actual the oil actual will freeze inside the aircraft. But uh, so yeah, I, it's it's yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, one day you never know. There's there is a possibility of doing wow. that. Wow. But uh, so that take the go- take the GoPro. I definitely I definitely would take the GoPro <laughs> with me. Uh, hey, you know, I was just thinking about this too, Len. Maybe I could jump seat on that flight. What's your destination um, over the South Pole? <laughs> <laughs> you could. You probably could. Uh, yeah, but where, yeah, but I have to be going somewhere because they go and they come back. They don't land there. Hmm. Next, you go fly over. Hmm. We're going to have to think about this one. But that looks really, really cool. The so where that's where for, there's a will, there's a way, There Carl. is a way. Yes, there, there is. There you go. But those are some cool places. I tell you, I, we definitely got to – maybe we could put a couple of those links to some of those airports. Uh, you know, like just the, the out of the way, the Recreation Aircraft Association, I think that's really cool that they have all those backcountry, backwoods airports that they can go to with the Tundra tires. I think, I think Vic, that was, that was pretty cool. That was probably one, one of my favorites just to hear about that, just imagining just going somewhere and pulling off to the side and getting out and having a quick – picnic lunch or just hanging out for a few days i think it's the freedom and spontaneity of it that mm-hmm. is so attractive yeah kind of like lens lens new journey and and, exactly. la- and landing anywhere you know using mm-hmm. using any given piece of earth you see sitting below you as an opportunity to land and go explore uh, versus when you're used to always landing on an airport well out there with uh, that kind of equipment and, and that kind of terrain 
heck, you know, it's like it's like they said, uh, it's 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 like Doc said to Marty in uh, Back to the Future. Roads, where we're going, we don't need roads. Well, you know, for bush pilots, it's runways. Where we're going, we don't need runways. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that reminds me of just someone telling me a story about how they used to go out to the islands and some of the beaches around here. And he says, man, I don't need a runway. I just land on wherever I want to land. And he would, he would actually go to the beach and have a picnic with his girlfriend or go to a sandbar and just hope the tide doesn't come up too quickly so he can get out of there. Just, just some amazing adventures you can have in an airplane. And, and that's what this is all about is just having some wonderful adventures just like, just like Len's about to do. Our Picks of the Week. Well, that was, that was our main topic there. But uh, moving on to our next thing is our pick of the weeks. And uh, pick of the week uh, is something that's either you know a website or something that we can look towards to buy, et cetera, or just something that we've seen that's really cool. They, our first pick of the week is going to come from, let's see, Rick. Rick, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, um, mine is an, uh, I, think, I know it's iOS only uh, game, yet another aviation game. Um, that someone, I, you know, I've had a number of flight simulators uh, on my devices, and I hadn't bumped into this one yet. And it's uh, called Flight Unlimited Las Vegas, um, and it's just flying around Las Vegas. And there's a there's a free version of it, so you can totally check it out without having to buy it. And then there's a two ninety nine uh, version that has a lot more plane choices and whatever. But it's it's cool. I, I, it's it's um, wonderfully detailed in three D. The controls are are easy to to deal with some of the ones that, that are out there are, are fairly complex enough that, you know, you really got to want to try to, you know, fly a, fly an approach accurately or do it, do it for real. Um, and that's hard to do on a screen where you're trying to manage controls like that. This one's simplified enough that, uh, but you have, you have independent rudder control and, uh, um, you know, all sorts of other stuff. And you can then view, you know, the standard multiple 3d views uh, of your flight, but it's all set around Las Vegas. And I think the reason they did that is it's, it's very densely populated with stuff. So if you cruise down some of the main drags or over the city, there's trucks, there's cars moving around. And in many of these, um, uh, simulators, that's not true. And I kind of like that, uh, realism stuff just as a, as a little escape. So, um, you should definitely check out the free version if you're interested at all first. And, uh, it's called uh, Flight Unlimited Las Vegas. If you search Las Vegas Flight Simulator uh, in the App Store, you'll find it. So that's my pick. Cool. That, sound, that sounds really interesting. I'm going to find that one. Looks like another one I'm going to buy that Rick has suggested. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here we go again, depleting the account. <laughs> I saw Sorry, his, sorry I, Carl's wife. I was just going to say, I saw her just walk by outside. shaking her finger going, oh, no, it's <laughs> no, not no, pick no, of the no, week. <laughs> Here we go again. The uh, the next person that we have up for our picks of the week is actually Victoria. Victoria, what is your pick of the week? Well, uh, my pick of the week is in honor of Jerry Mock. Her uh, she wrote a book uh, back in the day after her around the world flight called Three Eight Charlie, and it's hard to find. Uh, you can't find it anywhere. It's out of print. Um, I saw one on eBay recently for over a hundred dollars. And in honor of this 50th anniversary, uh, a publishing company called Phoenix Graphics actually uh, republished this book. And it's available at 3-8, the numbers, and then Charlie spelled out, um, dot com. And you can get this book. And it's a, it's a new edition. It's colorful. Um, it's uh, got maps, weather charts, photos, everything you need to just fully 
feel like what it was like to do her around the world flight. So definitely an awesome book to add to your aviation book list. Oh, cool. And we'll have uh, maybe a link so that you can take a look at where you can get that. That's, that sounds really cool. That uh, sounds like one interesting adventure that I, I would anybody who's flying would love, love to hear about. Most definitely. Uh, <laughs> and uh, let's see. Let's look at the next person that's going to. Sean, did you have one that you wanted to talk about right now? Uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, the one Rick a couple of weeks ago had uh, talked about Dark Skies, the forecasting app, and uh, I believe yeah. right around the same time that you had thrown that one out there, maybe a couple days after they announced this update to their website um, called Forecast.io, and uh, it's really cool. I've been playing around with it, uh, a lot of neat sort of graphical representations and that kind of thing, um, so it's it's not yeah, an it's- app necessarily, but it's, it's just a website that you can get to on your mobile device or on the computer, and uh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a beautiful visualization mm-hmm. stuff. It's very yeah. funny because I, I did the show and, and Len was like, oh, that sounds cool. Okay, great. And there's some cost to that app. And then like the next day, <laughs> two days later, I said, oh, hey, look. And I hadn't seen this. There's this wonderful web thing. Mm-hmm. And, and and he was like, damn, damn you. <laughs> um, I just spent $2.99. Uh, but, uh, yeah. but both, both are know- good. Yeah, both I've never agonized app. so much yeah. as like 99 cents in the app store. I'll spend like $5 on fast food any day, though, but I'm like, oh, 99 cents? I, I, don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, worth it to check out the web thing, though, because there's a lot of very interesting stuff you can do there. Mm-hmm. And, and visually, it's wonderful. Yeah, but in, in your uh, in your defense, Rick, it's uh, yeah. the Dark Skies app and even yeah. for, forecast.io, as Sean mentioned. I'm impressed with it. Yeah. Um, I I downloaded it. I'm happy to have spent the 2.99. My girlfriend know, saw it. She was fascinated by it. She downloaded it. So you know you yeah yeah you, you cost us six dollars. But no, it's a fantastic app. I love it. I'm sitting at home and it'll just randomly send me a uh, push notification that says yeah. light drizzles will start soon or light drizzles start and in 15 is, minutes. You're it right. It's right on. You were absolutely right. Like it's yeah. uncanny how how accurate it is. Uncanny. Yeah, they're pulling a lot of data, and, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that's making that be that accurate. So I, I totally rely on it. When it happens, I go, okay, are the windows up? Yeah, okay. You know, I mean, I, it's part of my life now. <laughs> Sad, but true. <laughs> Don't a lot of these apps become part of our life? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's really cool. Thanks, thanks for that one. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. My, my pick of the week is actually something that has to do with uh, somewhere I visited recently. And uh, it's actually the commemorative Air Force B-29, B-24 squadron. I put it out on Twitter, a picture of, the, uh, of Fifi, the B-29, uh, that is flown by the commemorative Air Force. And it's the last flying B-29 out there. And it is awesome. So if, you, if you're interested in getting a calendar or you're interested in taking a tour of this aircraft, uh, you can actually sign up and become a member. Or just go out to the website, see some really cool pictures. Uh, it's at... Uh, the commemorative Air Force B29B24.org, and we'll uh, we'll have links to that there, and so that that was mine. But it you know it, it was interesting. Uh, it was very inspirational when I went there to actually look at it. I, uh, the most inspiring thing about the B29, uh, amazingly enough, wasn't the airplane. It was the people that were there and the stories that I heard from actual World War II veterans that were actually at this event. And uh, so if you, if you see someone there and they you know, have a veteran's cap on, just you know, thank a vet next time you see the B-29. And that actually get, the, the stories that are told, the history behind it, is one of the most amazing things other than the technology that's available to keep this thing flying. 
So that's the commemorative Air Force B-29, B-24 squadron. Okay, who do we have left? It's uh, it's Len. Len, what is your pick of the week? Well, Carl, uh, you've done such a, a delightful job of making me blush across the table from you all night here, saying such kind things about me. But I actually wanted to use uh, my pick of the week to kind of give an update about what you're doing over at Aviation Careers Podcast dot com, and that is your scholarships program. We were talking today. Um, over a frosty cold uh, adult beverage, and I learned that you are now up to uh, you have some you know some some certain levels of membership, but for the free user who goes to uh, the aviationcareerspodcast.com signs up will get sixty free scholarships. Right. So this is a great opportunity for uh, individuals, the listener, if you've got a friend or a family interested in aviation that wants to pursue a career or different avenues, some really fantastic opportunities that you're giving away. And, and you're, you've got a little bit you know, more understanding, but give, uh, just give us a brief explanation of, a, you know, some of, some of the scholarships that you're, that you're giving away for free, 60 nonetheless, which is quite outrageous. Yeah. And it's actually, it's, it's 60 of them. And the reason we did that is, uh, because if, before you purchase actually the full membership, we actually have over 500 that we're placing on the website, more than 500 now, but these are scholarships for flying aviation careers. Also, science, technology, engineering, and math that are associated more with aviation, but they don't have to be. And it's really just easy to go out there, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. You can see 10 of them for free. You don't even have to to sign up as a, as a member. And then if you fi- sign up as a registered member, which is also free, you get another 50. So that's a total of, of 60 right 60, there. 60, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. I mean, and from... From what I've seen online, there's uh, there's not many places that talk about scholarships, and certainly not to the extent in which you've taken the time uh, to organize them and to list out all of their benefits, how to apply, and all those things. Uh, so I applaud you for that uh, very daunting task. So yeah, my pick of the week is the scholarships section at Aviation Careers Podcast. That's what I've got for you, Carl. Yeah, thanks. Actually, uh, I'd have to put a shout out to the scholarships administrator that is putting all this together. His name is Russ, and he administers all the scholarships at Aviation Careers Podcast. He's done a real bang-up job. And what's different about what we do in our listing is the fact that you'll get all the information on one page. It's very simple, and it's a one-stop shop for everything. A lot of these websites, that you from link to link to link, and we have everything there. And not only that, we, we find out about the scholarship. We also verify the scholarship and keep it updated. So if you want an updated scholarship, this is one of the few places that's not, it's not static. It's truly dynamic. So I appreciate uh, your, your speaking about that because it, it really it's one of the things that a lot of people don't know about is how to get money to fund their aviation education and to move forward. And there's scholarships for everybody out there. There really are. And uh, a lot of them go unused. And there's, there's some scholarships that are worth like $65,000 to actually get a scholarship to learn how to fly. So that, that's a whole bunch of money. It just takes a little bit of uh, effort and a little bit of time. So appreciate that. Well, that's it for the Picks of the Week. Thanks, thanks a lot, Len. Uh, before we actually uh, close up here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, uh, this is a little bit off script also, I'm going to ask some of our, our uh, or all of our co-hosts here, just a, a quick uh, if it, and we'll go around if anybody wants to say anything. That a quick goodbye to the to Len and 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 good luck on his journey and his new 
career and his new life and the fact that uh, he's going to be doing something that many people only dream of, but that's part of what we do here at Stuck My Cavcast is we try to promote your dreams, your dreams of flight, but your dreams of anything. And uh, Len has really personified that. So, Len, uh, you know, I appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate, um, you know, what you've done here and what you've put together and the legacy lives on. I mean, it's going to continue this this podcast, and we we've done a lot of work to make sure that's going to happen. So, if any of the other co-hosts, yeah. like Rick, would like to, yeah, yeah I mean, I'll jump in. Um, there, there's a couple things that the the, the 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 podcast itself is is among many legacy things that Len has established and, and is is going to you know keep happening because he got it going and he brought all of us together, sort of separate little conversations. Hey, would you have, what do you think about this? And 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 the that was one very important part of this because he was some, sort of smart enough to see that all these different experience levels coming together would, would create an interesting dialogue. Um, and then the other thing that, that I want to just sort of credit him for too, it was, was having a plan so that we, you know, we've done, and I, he and I talk about this all the time. We've done a regular show every, you know, two shows a month on the, on the date. We've, we've, We've made it happen. It hasn't always been easy with you guys flying for careers and all sorts of other things happening in our own lives. But 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 having put that out there as a as a way to go has been important. I mean, it's it's very easy to kind of go, well, you know, let's just we'll just skip this one. And and to to kind of to his credit, we haven't and uh, he hasn't missed one. Uh, there's been a couple that are were close calls, but he he you know he he made it into the show. And uh, so those so establishing a plan. Getting the right people together and and making something that was doable, repeatable, and interesting, you know, not easy to do, and not a lot of people are doing it. And all that was Len. So I just want to thank you, Len, for 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 all of that. And uh, excited to hear about your adventures, and excited to have you come back and call us up and say, hey, you guys got a got another mic because <laughs> we'll we'll keep the seat warm. Well, thank you, Rick. I appreciate that, sir. And Vic, I think you had something you wanted. Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Vic, <laughs> Vic you something keeps, you wanted to say? Turbo keeps hitting the mute button. <laughs> oh, there it goes. I got that error that I got last time where it said my sound card went weird, but now it says oh, no. it's, it's working. So, all right. Sorry. <laughs> False alarm. Um, my first advice actually goes to Carl. Um, if you record a podcast and you survive and you can go to record it again, it means it was a good podcast, just like your landings. So. Amen. Thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) And uh, to Len, I remember when we went to the Leesburg Air Show and (laughs) took a picture and I looked super cute and you had these like bulging eyeballs. Oh, no. (laughs) Yes, I was freezing that day. (laughs) Um, You will go very far in life if you just take a few more pictures like that on your travels and uh, put them online. I appreciate that. That was a fun day. I remember it was rainy. It was like 30 degrees. My feet were frozen. We were cold. We were having a, were a good time. I was. I was. Yeah. Toe those shoe those toe shoes, those barefoot Vibram shoes. But I didn't realize, you know, that we were going to be walking around in standing water. And then, uh, yeah, my feet froze. But that was that was a lot of fun that day. A lot of fun. Thank you, Victoria. You're welcome. <laughs> and Sean? 
Yeah, Len, we're really going to miss you. I mean, I I started out, uh, I can't recall now exactly which episode I joined, but um, I remember from episode one just being a, a fan of you guys and thinking you all were doing an amazing job. And then uh, Len asked if I'd come on and, and help uh, put the show notes together. And then Victoria got busy with uh, Women of Aviation Worldwide Week and asked if I'd help out uh, on the podcast a little bit, actually recording. And it's just been a blast ever since. Um, I appreciate the opportunity, Len, for asking me on and all you guys for uh, for letting me come on and talk. Um, Len, I'm going to have a blast just following along your adventures online. <laughs> and, uh, man, just looking forward to, to reading about all the uh, all the excitement you guys have. I know it's it's just going to be a blast. Cool. You, you know, Sean, one, one real quick thing I remember about you when I was uh, – when I still had the pilot report going, I, I was trying different things and I had set up the pilot report TV and I was dabbling with uh, kind of reporting on aviation news in a video format. I'm sitting in my hotel room in Bismarck, North Dakota, doing a live broadcast. And here's Sean, who I think is maybe the only one who had tuned in at the time. <laughs> and you were you you had some fantastic compliments to say about what I was doing. And I was clueless. It was like my second time doing this. And I sincerely appreciate that. And that's when I recognized, you know, I was like, you know, he's got some good talent here. I think he would he would contribute greatly to this show. So thank you. Thank you <laughs> so much. It. Thank you for the the uh, the compliments and the motivation to work on that oh absolutely you know Lem, we're, you know, we're going to miss you on this but also i, I want to ask uh, you that that's listening right now you know if you have a comment for len and, and you want to wish him well and and thank him for what he's done here and what he's brought to the aviation community write us go to uh, stuckmikeavcast.com you can leave a voicemail if you like and we'll definitely pass any information we get to Len, which sometimes might be tough because of internet connection, but we will save them and we'll make sure we put all those together and we'll put a little page together, a good uh, uh, sayonara, but uh, we'll see you again soon. We'll be watching you online and we will keep in touch. So if you have something you want to say to Len, uh, please write us, go to stuckmikeavcast.com slash contact and we'll get it to Len and make sure that, that he reads it. I know he'll appreciate whatever you have to say and and I'm sure he's going to miss you the listener uh more than than anything else and and cuz you know a lot of you haven't said much and may not have written in but uh, I know that uh, he's probably changed your life just like he has ours actually Carl uh that's that is that's true I've had a uh, a really blessed opportunity to meet so many uh, different folks who've emailed me, um, so many of them in person, so many of them in my travels, so many of them on overnights for the airline, different folks all over the community, folks who have even reached out to me when they're traveling to uh, to my area, Chicago and other places where I am, who've tried to, you know, we've, we've worked a, a, a scenario where we can try and get together. And that's what I've enjoyed most. And that's, I think, what I'm going to miss most is... Um, you know, just the family that we've all become. But uh, I know that it, I know that uh, everybody is in good hands, and Carl will take good care of you. And uh, the future is bright, sir. The future is bright. I look, I look forward. I look forward to following uh, all of you and seeing how you guys grow together. Well, hopefully, you download us when you're out on your travels. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to unmute this microphone again. <laughs> I'm gonna have uh, some downtime in my travels to follow along. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, yeah, that's. It, it, I tell you, Len. Like I said, it, we're we're gonna miss having you on here, and uh, you know, and, and 
we've had a wonderful time and, and a blast, and it's going to move on, and we're going to see you back here. That's for sure. The After Landing Checklist. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, links and show notes for this episode you can find at stuckmikeafcast.com slash 69. And when you get there, don't forget to like, tweet, and share this show. Plus, you can leave a comment on the blog. And if you enjoyed this episode, you can support Stuck Mike Avcast by visiting our sponsors and affiliates on the website. As always, if you have any questions, comments, or even show ideas, you can reach us by visiting stuckmikeavcast.com slash contact. Send us an email, and like I said, leave us a voicemail. <laughs> you can even write us a snail mail if you're so inclined. And even contact each co-host directly. There's a way to find that on the podcast uh, website, stuckmikeavcast.com. And also a special thank you to our sponsors, Aviation Universe, for sponsoring our podcast. From myself, the host, Carl Valeri, Sean Moody, Victoria Zyko, Rick Felty, and for the last time, Len Costa. Thanks for tuning in to episode 69 of the Stuck Mike Avcast. Until next time, fly smart, fly safe, and Len, we're going to miss you. Woohoo! Goodbye, everybody. See you next time. You've been listening to the Stuck Mike Avcast. Members of the Stuck Mike Avcast may receive compensation for products or services mentioned during the podcast. Compensation may be received in the form of, but not limited to, referral commissions, free products or service trials. Our opinions and views are never influenced by any compensation, and you should always perform your own due diligence before purchasing any products or services mentioned during the show. The Stuck Mike Avcast is an aviation podcast, a Len Costa production.